your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 468 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. And today we got a very special treat for you guys. We got part two of our conversation with Alyssa Hope. Alyssa has an NHL YouTube channel, really does a great job with it. A lot of variety on there, something for everyone for sure. And basically, we're just continuing to. Uh, Talk some general NHL storylines, a little bit of Rangers, a little bit of Penguins, some Stanley Cup predictions as well. This is actually part two of a two-part conversation with Alyssa. If you missed part one, that would be episode number 464. It dropped last week. The title of it is Talking Rangers, Penguins, Jack Eichel, and Early Season Surprises with NHL YouTuber Alyssa Hope. So you can start there if you want, or you can listen to this one. Go back to that one after. They both work. But either way, definitely enjoy part two of our conversation with Alyssa Hope. Something that I always do, you know, anytime I have a guest on here who's a fan or of some other team or covers some team besides the Rangers, is I always got to find out how the former Rangers are doing if, if there happens to be one on that team. And so obviously <laughs> the Penguins, you know, they, they, they signed Brian Boyle this offseason, you know, pretty low risk deal. How has he done so far? Because he's obviously been through a lot of adversity and somebody that was a, a personal favorite of mine when he was on the Rangers. He was on that team that went to the Stanley Cup finals in 2014. So uh, what are you seeing from from Boyle thus far? Well, first of all, um, you might be able to um, relate to this if you've seen him live. He's a very big guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, when I when I went to watch them play live, I was just like, oh, my gosh. He's like almost like the, the Dano Char out there just like towering all over um, these other players. And I looked it up. I think he's like 6'7". He's, he's pretty tall. Um, yeah, big he's dude. Up there. Yeah. 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 But, um, but I think it, it seems to me like one of the biggest – um or the main focuses with brian boyle has been um helping on the penalty kill i've seen him almost every single penalty that we get he's out there and god knows uh penguins are good at taking that but taking penalties but um but the penguins have i believe one of the best penalty kills right now um percentages so he's got uh yeah uh two points right now he's got two goals so um you know not too bad he's He's a bottom fixer, so um, but but I think that he's been really helping us on the penalty kill. Um, he's been pretty effective there for sure. That's good to hear. You know, like I said, he was always kind of a favorite of mine, and he was kind of available for a while there. And I was almost hoping that maybe the Rangers would scoop him up on like a one-year deal, and naturally he goes to a division rival instead. But uh, no, he, he's a good guy, and like I said, he's been through a lot, so so that's really cool to hear. Um, and it's funny, you know, you mentioned his his size, and you know what a big guy he is, and you can notice that when you're actually there. Uh, my yeah. wife and I, my wife and I went to a preseason game, and you compared him to Zdeno Chara. But my wife and I went to a preseason game between the Rangers and the Islanders that was actually played in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I guess that would be about a month ago now. But um, I mean, Chara. I mean, good God, it, it's like a tree on skates, basically. <laughs> um, and like the funny thing is, we were right near the tunnel where the Islanders go in and out of during you know the intermissions, yeah. and he's coming off. He's skating towards us, and my wife says to me as a joke, like. I wonder if he has to duck when he goes through the tunnel. 
And I, you know, I kind of laugh and then he actually did have to duck and we both just like burst out laughing. But I mean, (laughs) I mean, you know, watching on TV, like how big some of these guys are, but then you get there in person and it's like, oh my God, like these guys are ridiculous. Yes. I I saw Zidane Chara play a long time ago. I believe it was in 2013, back when uh, PPG Paints was Console Energy Center in Pittsburgh. Uh, Penguins played the Bruins. And uh, I can definitely uh, agree with you there. I mean, he, man, and, and Boyle as well. You, you definitely notice. It's, it's hard not to miss. <laughs> yeah. Think back to the Penguins real quick here. Um, you know, if things were to go south this season and they just, you know, it's just one of those years, every team has it. I mean, maybe not so much the Penguins because they're always in the playoffs, like you mentioned. But if it's just one of those seasons where it just doesn't really gel, it doesn't really come together, and, you know, the trade deadline is rolling around, is there any chance they could be sellers? Because I was looking at some of their contracts today, and, you know, Malkin Malkin has a full no-move clause, and, you know, Latang I think, has a limited no-move clause, but they are both in the last year of their contracts. I mean, is there any chance that the Penguins, you know, if it doesn't come together, it's like, you know, a fire sale and time to rebuild and tear the whole thing down? Is there any chance they could go down that road? I... I believe that um, the one untouchable, I mean, obviously um, further down the road is definitely going to be Crosby. I would, that's one that would just floor me if he was uh, ever moved or to play for another team. But then again, Wayne Gretzky was traded. So, (laughs) but anyway, um, between, between Malkin and Latang, I would say if, um, if one of them were to be traded, obviously, like he mentioned, um, Malkin has the full new move. So he would have to be, persuaded or um you know he could sign with another team later on when his contract expires but um i would say probably malkin out of the two uh if if we're really um choosing between malkin or lutang but hey even you could could even move both out i mean like you were saying um full on you know rebuild um at that point in time i i do believe that if, if we did have Jim Rutherford, I feel like he would maybe feel like he had more loyalty, kind of like uh, the Bill Guerin situation in Minnesota when Bill Guerin came in, kind of just, you know, shipped uh, a Suter and Frieze out of there um, because he didn't really have any loyalty to them. But uh, I feel like this is a similar situation with Ron Hextall. Um, he hasn't really been there and, and been around the championships and things like that. So um, I do believe that, yeah, either – Either one or both uh, could be pieces that uh, could be moved out uh, in the future um, because you, you don't want to be in a situation where, which the Penguins kind of are sort of already getting to uh, that sort of situation um, right now a little bit to where, you know, your stars are aging and you're not really focusing on working on bringing players up in the organization or finding talent elsewhere, younger talent. So um, I feel like that we, we do need to focus on that. And that's going to be something I hope that we'll be focused on. Um, but obviously, you know, Malkin and Latang have given a lot to, to the organization as well. So there is that um, to, to kind of think about. But, uh, but like I said, it's tougher, it's tougher to say, you know, for, in all certainty, they, they won't be moved when you have a newer GM. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Shopify. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, 
grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first scale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats, and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It is the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for you when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. New surprises all month, limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There is nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Just wanted to thank you guys, as always, for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, you never know what can happen. And it's kind of a similar situation that the Rangers found themselves in a couple of years ago because, you know, they still had a pretty good team at the time. They were still competitive. But, you know, kind of like what's happening with the Penguins now, the Rangers were starting to get a little bit older. And you're in a tough spot as a team there because, yeah. you know, if you're going to rebuild, you don't want to do it halfway or you, you become one of these middling teams that's never – that bad but is never really in contention for a championship either and so you know the rangers they sent out that letter to the fans and basically say you know we're going to trade just about everybody here and you know you just watch the dominoes fall one by one all these beloved players are getting sent out of town and as a fan you know it's tough you understand why they're doing it you get where they're coming from but man i mean saying bye to guys like you know dan girardi and ryan mcdonough and matt zuccarello and just one by one, they're they're all out the door. And before you know it, the team's almost unrecognizable. So it's tough to go through, but you know you can kind of understand where these GMs are coming from, at least to an extent, as well. Yeah, I will say, you know, um, the Rangers they they kind of had a turning point. And I, I'll say um, one of the moves that I know the fans may have hated at the time, which maybe uh, seemed like a head scratcher, was uh, shipping Derek Broussard out and bringing in Mika Zibanejad. I think yeah. a lot of people were uh, on the Rangers end of things were skeptical, but I mean, look at, look at how that turned out. You know, sometimes things that, that seem kind of questionable or tough to digest um, can, can turn out to be uh, good things in the end that really benefit your team. And also Seth Sturkin is another, uh, another good story uh, came, came out through your organization, kind of worked his way up. And obviously he's, he's having a great season so far. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's funny you mentioned the Broussard for Mika trade because I almost consider that 
almost the first move that the Rangers made in the rebuild. I mean, they weren't in yeah. full-fledged teardown rebuild mode there, but they traded away Derek Broussard, who I absolutely love, by the way, one of my favorite all-time Rangers. Um, he's going to yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, he's he's been with like every team over the past couple of seasons here. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it, it was a great trade and you know, it almost kind of reminds me of a situation that the Rangers are in right now because the Rangers have a lot of young players like Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere and Philip Hedo and you know, some fans are starting to get a little bit impatient with some of those players. They want to see more points, more goals, more productions. Mm-hmm. But I could almost use that Mika Zibanejad trade as an example because the Senators literally gave up on him one season too early because it wasn't until that first season with the Rangers where he started to really take off. And you see the player he's developed into now, you know, so it does take some time. And I think it's kind of a cautionary tale for any Ranger fans that are ready to give up on guys like Lafreniere and Kako and he do no, stick it out. These guys are coming along slowly but surely, and uh, you, you don't want a situation like that where, you know, what Ottawa ended up with trading Mika's advantage out of way. Yeah, and I mean, um, another one to look at is Nathan McKinnon. I mean, he was a really yeah. elite bloomer, and I mean, look at him now, and he's um, come up through, you know, obviously the same organization, and um, they didn't give up on him, and, and he's had, you know, really, because of that, he's had one of the best contracts um, for a long time in the league. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, something I want to ask you about uh, with your YouTube channel, there's a new series that I think you just started maybe like two, three weeks ago, something like that. But uh, it's called, <laughs> it's called, I think you know which one. Uh, it's called Five yeah. Times That So-and-So, you know, any player in the league acted like a baby. Um, you've already done one on Sidney Crosby, also Matthew Kachuk and Jordan Biddington. Uh, what kind of yes. gave you the idea for that series? And um, is, is it one of your favorites? Because I got to say, I know it's only three episodes in, but it's definitely one of my early favorites on your channel there. Yeah, I know you enjoyed the jerk moment, so oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I was kind of thinking of you a little bit. I was like, oh, maybe he, you know, maybe he'll check this one out. But uh, anyways, um, you know, I think uh, one of the biggest inspirations that came uh, to me with that was um, last season, uh, Matthew Kachuk really, he gave us a show a couple times, uh, you know, after getting the puck shot at him, you know, beating the, beating the door on the way to the locker room, uh, on the bench, and and just kind of his antics. And I really thought to myself, um, you know, I, I was trying to come up with inspiration after I got my channel back. And um, and it just occurred to me, I was like, you know what, like, people constantly call this guy, a, you know, a baby, they, they kind of do, cry baby, sort of. And yeah. uh, I was like, why don't I just kind of go through and, and just talk about the times where he kind of lost uh, his cool and, and just started kind of acting sort of childish. And uh, yeah. maybe people will enjoy this. And uh, of course, you know, I had to, uh, to do City Crosby. I had to be fair because, you know, they don't, they didn't used to call him crybaby for nothing. I mean, he used to be in an early on in his career. He, he used to give the refs really hard time. Uh, you know, that you could see clips of him, uh, just giving it to the refs. And, uh, I think he's gotten better as he's matured, but definitely had to, to do him early on or else I would have been biased. And, uh, obviously Jordan Bennington with his class or his, uh, latest meltdown against uh, Nazim Kadri and uh, shooting the puck at Darcy Kemper. <laughs> yep. I had to do that. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and um, and I'm hoping to keep it uh, going on, but really glad to hear you're enjoying it. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a great series, and I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, whoever, whoever you cover next on that one. Um, yeah, it's weird with Bennington. Like, he wins the one Stanley Cup, and all of a sudden it's like he becomes like a diva out there. It just seems like he's one of those guys where – you know, it's always something. He's always like 
faking to hit somebody with his stick or, or just doing something weird. And, you know, you covered that in the video as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, uh, I realized that it kind of, the pattern sort of started a little bit, uh, even before, um, he got to the blues and, um, or maybe, maybe he was already, you know, drafted, but, uh, but he was playing for the San Antonio Rampage, and um, and I saw that clip of him flashing a player after uh, after they scored, and uh, on him, and so I realized like maybe this pattern has kind of been there, um, but hasn't really you know been as evident um, until you know he's he's gotten maybe into more high pressure situations, and I think it's one of those things too where sometimes uh, obviously Bennington is is you know good at stopping pucks, obviously Stanley Cup champion, but it kind of goes back to one of those um, ultimate questions, you know, uh, is, is being a netminder good for, for this person's psyche? <laughs> I think, um, you know, having a, a bachelor's in psychology, it kind of goes back to that. It's like certain people may not be able to handle uh, certain pressure, high pressure situations as well as others. And I think Bennington's kind of one of those that um, his wires just kind of cross maybe more easily <laughs> than, uh, than others. So we kind of see more of those meltdowns and him kind of losing his cool um, way more often than uh, than the usual goalie. But uh, a lot of people like to call him the modern day Ron Hextall. And I have to say, I, I do like that comparison because it kind of goes, goes along with it. <laughs> Just want to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, and so one other thing that I want to ask you about here, Alyssa, I know you mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, you got to a preseason game between the Penguins and Blue Jackets, and now that uh, the world is slowly but surely returning to normal after just a ridiculous 2020, um, do you plan on getting to any more Penguin games this season or any NHL games in general, any, anything like that? So I definitely am planning to get to at least uh, one, probably two games in Columbus. My, my dad and I kind of have this uh, sort of tradition every year. Now, obviously, he says with COVID, it was kind of tougher then, but the tradition of, of going to Columbus, eating at a certain restaurant, and then going to uh, a Columbus Blue Jackets game. So um, the, the Penguins, sort of like the Rangers, uh, don't play the Blue Jackets, I believe, until either January or February. <laughs> so um, might not be seeing the Penguins, but uh, I, I definitely – will be uh, attending a game or two at Nationwide. And, you know, maybe um, I, I would like to get back to the Pittsburgh game as well uh, and, and see them play again. I, I would say um, that the, the prices for PPG paints are a lot uh, steeper comparatively to uh, a regular season to preseason. So uh, I might have to see if I can get a deal. But, uh, but yeah, I'd definitely like to get back to a game in Pittsburgh as well if I can. Yeah, the uh, the price difference between regular season and preseason is nothing short of astronomical. I know this because, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, my wife and I saw a preseason game and we sat in the second row 
And it's probably for the same price that you would pay for the last row at Madison Square Garden. But be that as it may, you know, I'm sure we'll probably end up getting back to a game at some point this season, too. Um, I will say this. This is a very surreal experience. And, you know, it's probably a story that you'll appreciate as well, Alyssa. But we got to, um, toward the end of last season, uh, a game in Madison Square Garden. The Rangers were playing the Sabres. It was pretty late in the season. And the Rangers won. So that was great. Mika Zibanejad had a hat trick. But, uh, the, oh. you know. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. First first hat trick I've ever seen. Um, but the crazy part about it was that was in that uh, time period where they were only allowing NHL stadiums to be, you know, 10% full. So mm-hmm. it was just very surreal because obviously, you know, it's a pretty empty building. And on some hands, it, it's kind of nice because you've got more room to move around. But then, you know, you can't help but think back to the pandemic. And that's why we're in this situation in the first place. So a uh, very, very unique experience there seeing a 10% full Madison Square Garden. That sounds pretty awesome. And yeah, um, I will say one thing that I really liked about preseason was um, there weren't very many people there. So, I mean, it was it was really nice because, um, you know, the people beside me, uh, they were supposed to be right next to me, uh, a guy and a girl. And they're like, we're just going to like move down the row if nobody comes. And, you know, I had a, sort of my own little, you know, space and I uh, could stretch out. I had the uh, right on the edge of the row A on the uh, the second level. So I could kind of stretch out a little bit and had a nice, I prefer actually, if I, if I can get it, um, the upper bowl seating, but just like right down, uh, you know, as low as you can get on the second, uh, second floor. And those, those, those tickets are usually pretty reasonable as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I figure, you know, we can end with this. Do you want to throw out a Stanley cup prediction? Do you have a matchup for the end? Do you think there's a certain team that's going to emerge and hoist the cup when it's all said and done this season? Oh man, I've got to, I've got to think on this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, hmm. I know I put right. you on the spot here, but it's, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of teams you could definitely make a case for here. And yeah. I'm going to say, uh, I would like to say on the Eastern side. And I know, I mean, this isn't really a, a pick that most people like to hear, but, um, even though they've had a slower start to start off the season, I'm going to actually go see New York Islanders. I don't know. I just, I think they did. Yeah. I mean, they've been in the conference finals the last two seasons, I think, yep. last two years. Yep, they have, yep. So I think, I think that they're kind of at that point where they can uh, sort of take the next step. Um, and I think, oh, the West is a little more tricky. Um, I would, obviously, the Avalanche are always, always up there. Um, I don't know. I, I have a feeling. I'm wondering now um, with with obviously Calgary, it seems like a really kind of just Stanley Cup sort of team. Um, I don't want to pick. I don't want to pick the Vegas Golden Knights. I just no. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. You know. I might. I might pick one that. Yeah. I. I'll say the Calgary Flames. That, that might be kind of a, a choice that many, many, many people wouldn't make. But, um, you know, if you've got Jacob Markstrom in net, a lot of it comes down to goaltending. Yep. I really think that, uh, that they could really take a run. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned the goaltending there because this is something that I've been talking about on the podcast every now and then. There seems to be this, like, developing narrative, not among every hockey analyst, but, you know, some people are saying, well, you know, goalie's not that important, really, you know, as long as you've got a good – defensive system in front of the goalie you'll be okay in the playoffs and I don't agree with that at all and when you look at the final four teams standing last last year I mean you've got 
Carey Price. You've got Semyon Varlamov. You've got Marc-Andre Fleury. And who am I forgetting here? Oh, oh, Vasilevsky, the best goalie in hockey. So, I mean, to me, it's absolutely enormous. And it's something that will always be the ultimate X factor come Stanley Cup playoff time is, do you have a big time goalie? And is he hot at the right time? Exactly. And I think um, it it really boils down to that. People, you know, try to um, try to think, you know, it it doesn't matter. And they might say that, um, but really in all actuality, it does. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, I, I almost wanted to say Edmonton that I, I almost did, but um, excuse me, at the same time, they've been one of those teams that have kind of been kind of lax on the goaltending. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to take a run for it at the deadline, but, um, but they're one of those that, you know, they have all this power up front, their, their depth, you know, might be a little questionable, but they have obviously dry side of McDavid. And then at the same time, it's like Kid Koskinen and, you know, Mike Smith, I think he's, pushing 40 if he's not already there. I mean, would this be a, a Stanley Cup uh, tandem, you know, in net? So I think that's that's one of the things that kind of kept me away from even saying Edmonton. Alyssa, this is a ton of fun, as always, and we will definitely have to have you back on the show, um, you know, sometime later this season, maybe when the Rangers are playing the Penguins finally. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. All right, once again, a huge, huge thanks to Alyssa Hope for joining me on the show here, this special two-part edition, just talking all things hockey, Rangers, Penguins, Stanley Cup predictions, the whole nine yards. And definitely make sure you check out her YouTube channel as well. If you just type in Alyssa Hope Hockey, it will definitely come up. Like I said, there's a great variety on there. My personal favorite happens to be the Jerk Moments series. I definitely recommend that, but you can pretty much start anywhere, and I think you'll enjoy it. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available on all platforms.